What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the TDM Show. I am your host, Greg, here to talk about all kinds of fun video games, newses, and stuffs. Uh, and with me this week, we have one of the top 26 photographers in Kansas City. What's up, Matt? How you doing, man? How's it going? Uh, actually, it's top 27 if you include alpacas and or dogs. Um just wanted to throw that out there, but I'm doing fantastic. Uh, the sun is shining, but it's not stupid hot. It's just cool enough for it to actually feel like spring. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, we got the Grim Sleeper has returned again. Again. Again, he, he woke. What up, Caleb? How you doing? You know what? We're here. We're here. It's another week. The things are happening. Uh, we hear though the games the games never stop. Yeah, unless you're in grad school and contemplating going back for a doctorate degree. Don't, you know, Bro, I mean, don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that, Caleb. Twice, twice now. I've told you. You've asked me, <sighs> should I do this? And I look you dead in the eyes, and what do I say? No. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but you know, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can talk about it later. I think that was Ash. That was definitely Ash's way of telling, like, this boy is not serious. <laughs> no, not today. Not today, Satan. And she has returned. What's up, Miss Sparks? Ash, how are you doing? I'm all right. Sorry, technical difficulties. Oh, you're good. It was <laughs> perfect. I mean, absolutely perfect timing. Uh, so, guys, I'm a. I'm a teed off. I didn't this week. I didn't play any video games, none whatsoever. I've got to get back at it. But what did y'all play? I think I'll go yeah. ahead and uh, kick it off. I did the same thing I did last week. Um, a little bit of mess around and find out in Lego Star Wars. Um, just enough to break some bricks and collect some coins, but not enough to do any sort of damage in terms of like uh, progress in the storyline. But okay. I did download all of the DLC, free DLC, by the way, from Star around Star Wars Day that they dropped for Mandalorian character packs. Um, I think there's also some Rebels, um, and I think there's some additional Clone Wars ones. And so I'm super stoked that I got Ahsoka, of all people, that you can use in free play now. Huh. That's fire. Yeah. Caleb, what you have played? Uh, I'd be lying if I said I played anything interesting. Uh, it's funny, I went from having no free time to having too much free time, and instead of playing video games, I keep playing this dumb, dumb, dumb game. It's really, really, really good. Um, it is called Backpack Hero. Um, it is on Kickstarter, it's on Steam, wishlist it, and um, I'm just going to say, I get why ro- I get why people like roguelikes. Like it didn't necessarily make sense to me before. It kind of clicked with Hades, but this dumb, ridiculous roguelike about a rat making it through a dungeon to find the holy cheeses kind of it's kind of like the game that like got its hooks in me. I also realized that I'm like doing a lot this summer, and I don't want to jump back into games that I've been cringing to play and have to jump on to jump off. So. I think I'm waiting until things die down into the fall to really get into the, the the fun stuff. But that has caused me to do a lot of research on games that have been coming out and games that have been, uh, you know, not coming out. Everything Bethesda said they were going to do this year. I was so upset you weren't on the episode last week. Oh, I was man. so upset. Like Bethesda was just like, you know what, we'll see y'all. Like, Later. I took the W still because I, I told you it was going to get delayed. Like, I, I let yeah. you know, but it just would have been so much better to just see it on your face. Yeah. Yeah. That was a rough day for your boy. Unfortunately, time's passed and he's been able to state at this point. So it's not as, not yeah, as entertaining. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't carry the same. It is what it is, I guess. Indeed. So, uh, what about, what about you? What have you been streaming, though, Ash? Uh, I have been fighting with OBS and the capture card for the last week, so I've played Ooh. all of it. <laughs> of uh, an MMO called Bless Unleashed. Oh, I've been I've been hearing about that. How you feel about it? I I really enjoy it because it has all of the aspects of a typical MMO. 
but the way that the actual storyline plays out feels like in just a standard RPG. And you don't, it doesn't require other people to be able to do it. Like, a lot of the MMO aspect is going to be like your world events, but that's pretty much it. And the uh, combat is actually really cool too. This is one of those games that you've recommended to me, right? I believe so. It's a okay. free game. So, I mean, it's on, yeah, you it's have. on PlayStation. It's a free game. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I really like the combat style. The graphics are really nice. Um, it definitely makes you kind of plan your combos just for the simple fact that only you only have a certain amount of combos that you could have listed. So it depends on what kind of fighter you're going to be. Um, so if you're going to be a ranged attack person, you really want to make sure that all of your skill sets are, you know, they have good knockback abilities, et cetera, et cetera. Cause you don't, you know, you get real squishy when they get up close type of thing. Um, and the same thing with like, you know, berserker, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> but it's a lot of fun. I really like the combat when you first start the game. It's a little confusing as to how everything works, but it does do a pretty decent job of explaining, saying, hey, this is how you do this, this is how you do that, etc., etc. And then, of course, throughout the rest of the game, a lot of your combos will have, like, um, like prompts. Hey, if you press this button, you get this combo, etc., etc. So you don't have to, like, memorize every single combo like you did back in the day. Hmm. This, this is one of those, like, it's up my, my alley, but there's so many other games to play. I, I don't know if I'll remember. It's also, like... One of those games where it was like, oh, this came out to a certain degree of goodwill, but maybe there's an agenda out there. And I, I, I'm trepidatious even <laughs> using the word agenda. YouTubers have been dismantling this game in the YouTube section. Like everyone from Fort Gaming to, um, there's another pretty big MMORPG that have done nothing but just like literally take out wheelbarrows from like the Kentucky Derby stables and just dumped it all over Blessed Unleashed developer team. It's been that bad. So um, I'm glad to finally hear a positive review from someone who I actually know. So I might actually be willing to give it a chance because at this point I was ready to throw it in like the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and a bungalow and then just let it burn. Well, here's the thing though. You have a lot of these people that they call themselves like uber critics or whatever, and they're the they're the masters of this game or that game. And honestly, it's it's like back when the day back in the day when I was working at GameStop, I always say, you know, you're either gonna like it or you're not gonna like it. Don't give somebody else the ability to tell you what you like and what you don't like. Oh, girl, preach snaps. Get some snaps to that one. That that is gonna be especially with MMOs because there's so many different aspects to go into MMOs that no two MMO players are gonna ultimately like the same type of MMO. You know, for example, I love Destiny. People would consider it an MMO. Greg, maybe not so much. What's an I MMO? Mean, it's so sucks, it's but it's MMO. Precisely my point. Like you, you were the exact reason why I said you because I knew you would completely shit all over it. (laughs) Besides the point, but it's one of those games that I have put down and then come back to, and immediately know exactly where I'm at, which is really cool. Which is insane because every time I put down Destiny and pick it up. I get further and further and further away from knowing what in the world is going on. I logged in the other day and I saw a loading screen with characters I've never recognized. And somebody pulled out a pistol that looked like a grenade launcher. And I said, you know what? I'm out. (laughs) Just the loading screen. Not even the game itself. Just the load screen. But it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, It is a third person, but it's not like top down style which is one of the things that I actually like because a lot of MMOs in that type of genre, I guess, are top-downs to an extent. Um, And they sacrifice a lot of their environment graphics for their character graphics. This game, I feel like, kind of balances it a little bit, especially on PlayStation. I mean, it may be completely different on PC, um, but the, the overall gameplay, I would say, is pretty decent. So it's it's definitely worth a shot, especially considering it's free. So it's not like you're going to lose anything out of it. They also have 
time played rewards. They have attendance rewards. So you don't have to spend money to get cool, like, skins and gear, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So it's, like, based off of, like, it's a reward system of how long you play the game or how many times you log in during the week. Like, sometimes I'll just log in just to get the reward and then log out. Yeah, I think that was part of the complaints. Isn't this game also published by Square Enix? Mm, I... I don't know. What's the title of it? Bless Unleashed. Bless, Bless Unleashed. Unleashed. Yeah, it popped up in like the recommended for you, and it was free, and I was like, hmm, let me download it. And yeah, then I, think, I heard like, a lot of people saying things about play, win, uh, microtransactions, season passes so, that don't make sense. Namco and they were dying. Mm, okay. Yeah, so it was Namco Bandai because their last one was also uh, not great. Wow, that's pretty. <clears throat> Carry on. Sorry, I, the pictures. I'm looking at the pictures of it. Um, all right, just this looks. Wow, really? This is that game? Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> that's pretty. Anyway, uh, let's let's talk about some uh, video game news. I want to talk about the Twisted Metal casting. They already announced uh, the main actor is going to be Anthony Mackie. That is already a terrible life decision. You know who he's going to be, though, right? No. So Anthony Mackie is hes going to play John Doe. John Doe is a motormouth milkman who talks as fast as he drives, facing savage vehicles of destruction as he delivers much-needed supplies from one post-apocalypse settlement to another. Yeah, I don't even know who he is. We talked about this last time. And now we have Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Stephanie Beatrice. Um, is, she's playing Quiet, a ferocious, badass car who acts purely on instinct. So apparently John Doe is a character from the 2011 version of the game, or the 2012 video game yes. on PS3. Ah. I am worried. <laughs> yeah. And quiet. Who's who's quiet? I would have much had. I would way. Anthony Mackie should have played Axel because that, first off, that's yes. That's exactly what I thought. I mean, if anybody sees that that non-connecting choppy beard of his that looks like <laughs> he's Nigerian. Um, I'm okay. I'm already concerned about this casting. Continue. Let's let's go ahead and get our get ourselves through this. So so we got those two, and I think as of right now that's it. But it just keeps getting worse. Where is Sweet Tooth? Hell, you could have made Anthony Mackie Sweet Tooth. Could have done that. <laughs> Why? The main, the main character. That's like that's like if you made a Sonic game or Sonic movie and it only featured Tails. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, honestly, that would be better, that would be better than this. You know what? I I I I emotionally, legally, and financially refuse to sports bet because if I start, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. So I'm just not gonna do that. However, I'm willing to place dinner bets on how bad this is gonna be. And I am saying this movie is going to be as bad as the Fantastic Four movie with Michael B. Jordan Oof. and almost Oof. almost as bad as Dragon Ball Evolution. Mm. Here, here. Ooh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll here's, here's, here's the thing, though. You can't win because it's even worse than a movie. It's a TV series. Then in that case, it is going to be worse than the live-action adaptation for Netflix's Death Note. Um, That's uh, it. I really like that, because Willem Dafoe was amazing. Cops the Musical. Oh. Didn't even make it a full season. It got canceled after four episodes. If I'm not mistaken. It's going to be the new that one. There's no way. I just, I just, I do not understand <sighs> how and why you would go down this path and the first character you I mean if they're trying to keep it a secret, keep it a secret, that's fine. But like say you so, have something in the bag. And if you're gonna cast if you're gonna cast Anthony Mackey as a prominent character, again, 
can it be a prominent character from the video games? I feel like people just like pick up properties off the street and try to say, oh, let's make this as a movie because Twitch is a big thing. Fam, that's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. Yeah. It's, uh, well, and like, so the quote that I read you from Anthony Mackie's character, John Doe, the smart ass Muttermouth, whatever. Um, like it says, okay, I'll go over again. Smartass motormouth milkman who talks as fast as he drives, facing savage vehicle destruction as he delivers much needed supplies from one post apocalyptic settlement to another until he's offered, quote, a once in a lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding community come true. That, that's from the game, right? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. I don't think it is. Uh, because. Beatrice says in Twisted Metal, Beatrice quiet originates from a community that oppressed her into silence. But a press release notes that she will endeavor to find her place in the dark, uh, chaotic world of the high octane action comedy. On that journey, she will become cloudy, clouded by her need for revenge and form a unlikely antagonist bond with John Doe. I'm See, already bored to hell. Here's the thing. If you look at the games, like the, the the characterist, none of that makes sense because the whole thing about John Doe is he is basically a creative character. He yeah. doesn't re- he doesn't remember his past. He doesn't have any distinguishing features. There's nothing cool about John Doe. He's just basically the character that the player can pick and ascribe whatever background they want to him. Which, from a writer's perspective, is interesting. But how do you make an antagonistic relationship with someone who doesn't remember their past? Like, I'm already, I'm, I, yeah, I'm Dave Chappelle talking to his son. I am worried. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's uh, everything. I just the whole point in Twisted Metal was to just get a bunch of cars with booming weapons and kill everybody. Yeah. They you know what they should have done? Jason Statham Death Race. Death, that's that's exactly <laughs> what this game is, is Death Race. Just without the race until the PlayStation 3 version was like, oh, you know it'd be a great idea if you put a race in it. No, stupid. It's not Hot Wheels. That's all this has to be. This this TV series is gonna be the vigilante eight version of what it could have been. Oh my Ooh. goodness, that is y'all are throwing a lot of uh uh what's the word facts. I'm looking for? Facts, but y'all are throwing a lot of uh comparisons around that are just way too accurate. Way too accurate. Deep cuts. <laughs> so, it can't possibly be as bad as Green Lantern though. Yes, it can. <laughs> Look, Green Lantern Green Lantern is a great, fun, entertaining movie. Is it a critically great movie? No. Oh, but what makes it fun is like it, it's unintentionalness. So like Napoleon yeah. Dynamite is funny and it tries to do that. But Green Lantern, I feel, is like fun like Napoleon Dynamite. You <laughs> just want to make fun of it. And that's yeah, okay. what makes it a great movie. All right. I, I'll take that. I'll take that approach because Green Lantern is 32 comics into an hour and a half special. They could, they could have at least made it three hours and that movie would have at least been a, that would have been it. Marginally more enjoyable, if it was or a they could have just spent more time on the CGI. You know, but that's just me. That's just me. They could have ah. just worn cloth suits. They literally, could, they literally ah. could have had somebody tailor up a suit, and that movie would instantly be better. Instead yeah. of CGI, take that money, go give it down to Miss Bessie down in South Corner, uh, South Bend, Louisiana. Have her literally hand sew you suits that are black and green, and then Look, you can CGI the rest of everything in that movie, and that movie would have been so much better. Look, Green Lantern had to walk so Deadpool could run, okay? I mean, uh, and so so no. Adam Project could fly. Yeah, my, yeah. my guy gets it. All right. Uh, let's talk about more uh, paid subscription services. Do we so, have to know? Oh, man, it's so bad. So apparently the new PlayStation Plus service will also have Ubisoft Plus available on it. Ubisoft Plus will first be available on PlayStation in the form of Ubisoft Plus Classics. Oh, there's going to be tiers of this too. 
which comes bundled with PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium tiers. Uh, this version of Ubisoft Plus features a curated section of popular games, 27 available at launch, and will include Assassin's Creed Valhalla Division for Honor. Actually, Ubisoft. What's up? Kind, I kind of I kind of like this because I know Ubisoft Plus is coming to Game Pass. Yes, but I feel like within specific limitation. Because and this this is where I have problems with Ubisoft in general. Your subscription service is trash. Cuz I I feel like with Game Pass the draw to that is day 1 you can get a PS, uh, sorry, an Xbox Series X game, day one, and stream it on your Series whatever. I feel like with this PlayStation deal, it's just going to be a bunch of malarkey. So, Soft Plus, the subscription service itself. <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right, so it's currently fourteen ninety nine a month for a single PC. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Spend it's, that $15 it says, at Chick-fil-A. You, it is, it'll, it'll last longer. It says uh, multi-access. God. Multi-access is $17.99 a month. I don't know. I'm not going to click into this and figure out what it is. I don't care. It's not that important. Uh, but the reason I look at $17.99 a month? $17.99 a month for multi-access. If you are in the Kansas City metro area, that's gas money. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> but, but this, it's not this a lot is, of gas. This but. is why I looked at this up, because the Ubisoft Plus Classic will be free with the upgraded tiers of PlayStation Plus. But if you want the Ubisoft Plus to get the full version, which includes 100 plus games day one release, premium editions of some games, yada, 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 that is going to be an extra fee. So wait, on top of PlayStation yes. Premium, they want you to pay an extra fee on top of that? If you want the Ubisoft Plus, that gets everything. Is Andrew Wilson secretly running Ubisoft behind uh, everybody's <laughs> got- back? Because this is the kind of James Bond villain-esque nonsense that EA would pull off. This is like when you see stars on your Hulu account and then realize you got to pay for that, too. <laughs> That's what this is becoming. This is dumb, bro. Yo, that is hilarious. So here's the thing: if you if you're on the Ubisoft Plus website, 100 plus games, including new releases and premium one editions. That's a lie. So new Ubisoft releases, the games that are featured and and, and advertised: of Valhalla, uh, Extinction, Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, the dumb NFT attempt, and Far Cry Six. Then it says season packs and expansions for Division 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Republic of Riders, and Anno 1800. And then it says, and much more. If you go to Steam right now and you spent 100 bucks, you would be able to get everything that Ubisoft has ever published, like published ever, and own it. That you is want so- me to pay $15 a month for what? So you can get uh, premium editions like DLCs and season passes, so you can get the new releases when they're available at launch, and you can get 100-plus games on PC. 100-plus games. So premium one edition of a digital game, so I'm not even going to get the physical. Uh, this is stupidity, and it's fine. Here's, here's what's great about it. So it says 100 games. The added one has uh, that's $17.99 has Google Stadia and Amazon Luna support right now. One, two, three, four, five, six. It has seven of the of Assassin's Creed games. It has three Far Cries. Like it's got a very limited list. The Amazon this... Luna has a little bit more of a longer list, but I also think it's because they uh, individually named each Assassin's Creed Chronicles title. Yeah, um, it's bad. I, this I'm, is bad. I'm just, I'm just. This is really bad. May, may, and you guys have kind of alluded. Is anyone actually stupid enough to do this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Bro, this, this this list Sorry. is more anemic than someone with sickle cell, and I would know. I used to have sickle cell. It's bad. Oh, bad. This is so bad. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Noted. So, breathe, sir. Breathe. Ubisoft Plus coming to a state plus subscription service where you got to pay more near you. 
You can play the classic games, though. What What are Ubisoft's classic games? Prince of Persia. Is that going to be on there? Uh, you would hope so. But you've got to think. This is limited to just games that are on that console. Otherwise, why don't we have access to Prince of Persia? This is true. Hey, you want to play the Assassin's Creeds that have been released onto the console already like three, four years ago? How about Unity? That was great when it came out. Everybody loved that one. Rainbow Six, that's been free umpteen times. Or is like $3 anywhere. I want somebody, for no reason other than just to look people in the face, I kind of want our podcast to blow up just so we can invite them on to the podcast (laughs) and have them explain this to me face to face. And I want to look this man dead in his soul and be like, explain this to me. I want you to justify this to the people. As to how you think this is okay, Caleb. Wants like to, it says, uh, he wants to be on his uh, Pat Beverly type beat. <laughs> <laughs> he a cone. He a cone. He's a cone. <laughs> He's a cone is the funniest basketball thing I've ever heard. On. Well, not the funniest, but the other ones I can't say on national television. <laughs> but like, it's got Trials Rising on here. Not any of the other ones. Just the vanilla one. Watchdogs. There's three Watchdog games. You, you put the worst one on there. Werewolves Within, Steep, Far Cry 4. I feel like yeah. one of us would buy this just, just to say that we bought it to see exactly what we get out of it. Like, this, this is like... The you, know what, you, you know what? If, if Ubisoft wants to give a chance, give themselves a chance. I am willing to volunteer as tribute. Go ahead. Like this button, hit the bell over here in the corner, uh, subscribe and share this video to your friends so we can get their Ubisoft. Maybe I came off a little reckless. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Go ahead, sponsor the video. Give us one membership so we can test it out for one year, and then we'll come back with a more honest, unbiased judgment. Clearly, we're very biased now, but I am not too ashamed to be bought. Give me a free subscription to this service for one year, and if I like it, I'll retract the statement. I think Ash is on. The, she's she's typing up a very strongly worded email right now. I think to she let, is right now <laughs> to let Ubisoft know that we're not we're not. I am not too ashamed to ask for a free subscription. Oh, and never. if it's good, if it's good, you know what? I'll oh, say it's good. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not, oh yeah, I'm gonna have some words. I I, I don't even know where to start with the audacity, the <laughs> unmitigated gall. You know what would be really funny though. I don't know how 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 it can slip through, but if like by some happenstance, by some straight miracle, they hit the wrong button and they throw Mario Rabbids whatever <laughs> on like the PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Ubisoft Plus, like at that point it'd be worth. Yeah. That'd be pure gold. That would be absolute gold. Just to be like, I played Mario on my PlayStation. What's up? But I'd only pay the one month and I cancel it. And here's the thing. I want people seven day free trial and I'm out before you charge me. You know, so I actually went ahead and signed into my Ubisoft account. Um, I've owned 23 games from Ubisoft across the connected platforms. And I have been with Ubisoft for 14 years. So when I say I've played a wide selection of their games, I mean wide selection. Mm. I even bought the Monopoly game that they put out on mobile several years ago when I was working the night shift. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> ain't nothing going on on the night shift. I've played every single Assassin's Creed game. I have played every Division game. I have every single Division DLC except for the most recent ones. I even played For Honor. I paid cash money for that game. I even have the Risk game, apparently, according to my profile. I have played every Splinter Cell up until the most recent one. At least the most recent one I have on my list is Blacklist. Mm. And um, this game doesn't, I never had a Wii, but if it was connected to the Wii, it would show that I played a, a whole lot of Dance Dance, um, whatever they, whatever their Dance Dance Revolution game is called. Just Dance? Just Dance, yeah. Um, Matthew beat the brakes off of me so many times um, that it's not fair, but, you know, we're going to leave that in 2017 um, and keep moving. For someone that has bought, paid for, played, and, like, 
I don't know if anybody remembers. You guys are OG podcast members. You guys remember what happened. What happened when Division 1 came out? Yeah, I remember. I bought the collector's edition on two consoles. It was yep, during my spring break, and I did not leave my couch for a week. By the end of that week, I had, what was it, damn near 70 hours on two different consoles, like combined on two consoles? It's stupid, the amount of Division 1 I played. I'm an Ubisoft fan when they do things right. This is nonsense. So, listen. Listen, I have to admit something. You just signed up, didn't you? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I need... First of all, if I'm going to sign up, I need verification, confirmation. I need a blood pact in writing that one specific series is without a shadow of a doubt going to be on there. And they have me. If they put Rayman on there... I promise you it's a done deal. Like I will like I don't care if anything else is trash. I will get it just for that. I am a sucker for nostalgia like most people are. But wouldn't that just be part of the classics? So it's free if you have the PlayStation Plus bougie edition. But I won't have the bougie edition. I, actually I, I have no idea. I won't say I won't have the bougie edition. But um I I know I know I'm going to go for that edition. So either I way, I I'm, I'm just going to have to shell out more money than what I'm already paying. I, that's that's what I've resigned myself to. <laughs> Well, Ash, do you have do you have any uh, expectations or desires out of this? Honestly, I just wish that Ubisoft would make a new Prince and standing around the bush. To have her... making an old Prince of Persia for I want a whole new one. Like I don't want a remaster. I want a whole new one. On Unreal Engine 5. Like, come on. It's a thing that can be done. (laughs) You don't want to remaster the game everybody complained about? No. I don't understand why. Genius marketing. I would would really appreciate if we got the PSP version on PlayStation because reasons. My stuff got corrupted and I never finished it. Splinter Cell? Like, I don't know. It seems... Whatever. Yeah, Okay. I think we're all on the same boat. This is dumb. It's understatement. <sighs> is, that, is that fair, Ash? Yep. Yep. All right. You know what else is dumb? Fall Guys, but it's fun. So we're going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we all know, remember Fall Guys, what was it, 2020? Uh, no, 2019, right? No, it was 2020. 20? It was. It was back in the the past. Um, it initially released only on PlayStation. Um, now it's gonna be on Xbox. It's gonna be free to play for everybody. Uh, it's also gonna be on the Switch. So coming to PlayStation Five Switch on June twenty first. That's cool. Everybody can now play this game. I think I played three rounds. It's doesn't appeal to me, mm-hmm. but I know Matt and Ash were talking that they really enjoy it, so I'm going to hand the reins over to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I this is obviously like two or three years in the making, like them finally pushing it to the other platforms, uh, which is cool for them because I believe Fall Guys, um, the studio uh, that developed it, they it kind of just like putting all their eggs in one basket. I don't I don't want to say they put all their eggs in one basket, but this was like their thing. And then when it blew up, they kind of were just like, oh, oh, shit, we didn't know this was going to be this big. But so kudos to them because it is fun. It's very reminiscent of like if anyone's watched Japanese game shows, um, that's always the vibe that I get from it, which I absolutely love. Um, and the fact that it's free to play, it just means more people can enjoy it without the confines of modern gaming where you're nickel and dime for every single freaking thing. So super stoked. Kudos to them. I'm happy for it. I just might have to get back into fall guys. It definitely is a party game. I wouldn't say like I could probably do like one, two rounds max by myself. But if you get someone else with me, that's just as competitive. All bets are off. We're doing this the entire night until I am for sure a winner. Chicken dinner. Ash. This particular game is uh, a little bit bigger, and the only reason I say that is because the amount of people you can have in one lobby. So in the Twitch world, a lot of people who are variety streamers will do a lot of these types of party games for their playing with viewer streams. This particular one is going to be a lot 
better um, when it comes to uh, getting your viewers to interact with you if everybody can get it for free. You know what I mean? So, like, we've seen this with Among Us. We've seen this with Duck, Duck Goose, which is essentially the same thing as that. Um, and, of course, a lot of these other little, you know, party games that you can join that are cross-platform and or uh, available for free. Now, especially when it comes to this style, they, as, as from what I've been reading anyways, they were already in the plans of doing this, but they kind of, like, jump-started it a good three or four years ahead. Because they're trying to follow in the tracks of like Rocket League and 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 really boost their player base by Fortniteing it as what uh, they they used in the article. That I was uh, Ethan Gack Gack. I'm gonna go with Gack. Ethan yeah, Gack. So it, it, he coined the term Fortniteing it, um, which basically essentially means that it's a free-to-play game but you have these like seasons with all these different outfits and you know uh, abilities etc etc um so with fall guys one of the really cool features of this game outside of you know just beating the crap out of your fellow players um and trying to knock them off the various platforms and and you know things like that is the animations and little outfits you can put your little jelly bean character in mm-hmm. like that's a huge deal for a lot of people um so as we know skins are a big driving force for a lot of that nickel and diming revenue in most cases for a lot of these free games and so i think that's one of the reasons why they're pushing it to multi-platform a little bit sooner so they could really grow their player base back uh, compared to how it was during the pandemic era when everybody was stuck at home and everybody was bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Ash, you probably remember this more so than these other two, but uh, I believe in the very, very beginning, because um, obviously Fall Guys came out in 2019 and it really picked up steam when towards the end of 2019, it became, it was one of the PlayStation Plus games of the free games of the month. And I know that's yeah. when I downloaded it and then it just kind of like caught fire and like took off. Um, I believe there was a promo. I, I I use the word promo loosely, where it was either a promo or a hack, where people had a file where they could draw up and design their own Fall Guy costumes. Oh, that's fire! I think it was a contest on Twitter. It's like, hey, show us like a Fall Guys uh, design you would want to see in the game. We'll pick some of our favorites and we'll drop it in the game. Like, honestly, like, because that's something like Fortnite won't do because Fortnite's just like at this massive scale and they'll just be inundated and they already are working with these properties to get these skins. But honestly, if you Fall Guys could do that or you have an option to customize like your own, uh, create your own costume for your Fall Guy, that would be a money maker for sure. Oh, for sure. Especially if you could buy like different, uh, like, for example, uh, like Warframe, like you have these different pieces that you can put together, these different color palettes, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like if they went Warframe's route um, in doing that type of customization, I think it would bring in not only a lot of revenue, but also a lot of interest of just people who are artistic in nature mm-hmm. while also simultaneously very competitive because Fall Guys is definitely one of those very competitive games um whether you're playing with a bunch of friends a bunch of randos or in the instance of twitch and youtube or even facebook at this point um when you're playing with your viewers because it gets intense like people (laughs) i can't tell you how many times i've been on uh a friend of mine's stream that streams this and and plays with viewers uh like how just egregious it gets so it's it's definitely amusing for for sure (laughs) no so i go ahead greg i was just gonna say i hope you all noticed the amount of uh respect i have for you we talk about the game um in comparison to some others so go ahead Gail. what were you gonna say so with fall guys i think i get it it makes sense to me uh that i think they're it sounds like they're combining a little bit fortniting it, yes, but they're also kind of also going the same route as uh Rocket League has gone. Um the pandemic helped that game tremendously. Unfortunately, it was also smack dab in the middle of um uh what's the one with the imposter? Among Us. Among Us, yeah. And Among Us was dominating the universe um at that time. So I think yeah. Fall Fall Guys kind of was a victim to just 
cabin fever. Um, and just like Among Us was the biggest game in the world at one point. It dethroned um, it dethroned Fortnite for several months on YouTube and Twitch, and that means something. Uh, I really, really like this game because I think unlike Among Us, unlike Fortnite, unlike even um, Rocket League, the fact that it's a party game means that this game can live on for forever to a specific yep. crowd, right? Because like, think about why Mario Party is so insanely popular. It's a fun game that we all remember playing on the N64, and every time a new Mario Party comes out, they do something new, they do something fun, and then they do things that remind us of the old games. I don't think Fall Guys has anything that can really stick to that. I really love the idea of creating your own characters. But at the same time, too little, too late. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't say that necessarily. I would say that it's probably for sure gotten overshadowed by a lot of these other types of, you know, multiplayer uh like party style but not entirely um just for the simple fact that it flew under the radar for so long that the player base was one of its very niche character type of things um and not necessarily as widespread or as easily accessible considering it wasn't free at the time yeah and i i feel like this is one of those games where um it's People our age, people, adults who kind of play video games more regularly with more in-depth time probably won't play this too much. But this is definitely something where if my son saw a YouTuber playing it and everybody's laughing and something was funny, he would start playing. Mm -hmm. And so you have the kids who play and then that's where the Fortniteification comes into play where the kids are now trying to get the, the fall bucks. Or the crowns, yeah. Um, so then they can they can buy fog the jelly bean outfits. <laughs> yeah, which is which is where the too little too late for me comes in because I feel like those hardcore gamers have probably moved on to something else. Now I think where this game could win is there's always new young kids. There's always new young kids. Also, my non gaming partner, right? I have a non gaming partner. Nah, in, in general, I have a non gaming partner. They always see me playing the games. They want to get involved. What's well, a fun game that we can all play together and have fun with? We like to host. What's well, a game that people can come over? We can play as as as. A, here's a fun thing about like those party games. You can turn it to the adult version where you drink every time somebody wins or loses or falls or does something dumb, and so then it just appeal. Yep. Yeah. So it has the the casual appeal, which is why I think. This is where I think they should be leaning more into, as opposed to the Fortniteification, which is like hardcore people are playing this game 12, 13, 14 hours a day. There's the entire Fortnite championship where a 12-year-old just became a multi, 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 multi-millionaire off of Twitch reactions and 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 literally millisecond reaction time speeds. And now Fortnite is even doing no build, which is like the only thing that I care about. Like, I kind of want to jump back into Fortnite because you can actually play the game without building now. And I feel like I might actually have a chance beating some of these 12 year olds. I doubt it because, you know, reflexes at 30 aren't the same they are at 15. Up the matter all. No, nah, but man, I think you need we'll to think see. about it like as, as somebody who hosts and plays games when you host, how likely are you to buy new skins for your characters? In a game that you play once a month? Never. Okay. How likely do you think it is that my son is to come bang on my door and ask for 30 Fall Guy bucks so that he can buy 14 skins or or two? Every time every he does it, this is every birthday. <laughs> Their marketing is just right. Fortnite, yes, they have, I don't want to say Monopoly, but they do have that, that crutch. But there's always new younger kids. This is true. There's mom doesn't want you me playing a game that has violence and guns. Yep. Boom. That crowd. Yeah. Like it's easy. You don't really have to worry about it. Is there audio in the game or is it just silent? Yeah. So, uh, yes. Yes, there is audio to the game and the soundtrack slaps. That's all I have to say. I I meant chat wise. Oh, oh, I have no idea. No, not that I know of. There's no vicinity chat. 
Unless like, they've added it recently. I think, I think they disabled it just because, you know, people. They wanted to be friendly This is the best family-friendly, easy-to-play, can-trust-the-kids-playing-it kind of game. You go hear stuff from, from playing Fortnite, even on the Switch. This is the game. What game do I download for my kid? Fortnite or Fall Guys and Fortnite, but Fall Guys. That's my thoughts. I mean, I think it's a genius move. I'm still not going to play it. I'll let you guys know if my son bugs me about it. <laughs> Won't even say anything about it. We'll see if he plays. Could you imagine if they ported it over to VR? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Throw no, up no. everywhere. No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> no, I can see it because they're doing that to Among Us. Yep. While I love the VR and I love the metaverse and I love cryptos and everything about it, uh, not yet. It's too early. The technology is not there. Now, if we're thinking about a VR arcade, different story. I was thinking the same thing. Like if you had the full like treadmill effect. And I, I don't know why. I'm sure someone on the East Coast has done it. Somewhere on the West Coast has done it. I don't know why more companies or individual entrepreneurs aren't going out and renting out a lot of these commercial spaces that are basically or buying up some of these commercial spaces that are basically selling for pennies on the dollar because all these giant office companies have been like, work from home is cheaper from us. We <laughs> Y'all get to stay at home. We get to not pay a million dollars a month for properties where y'all was sitting inside and we get to keep the same level of productivity. Buy an empty warehouse that's just sitting there. Rent a empty warehouse. You put 20 to 30 VR stations on each side. Rent it out for birthday parties, corporate events. Run a VR league every week. The potential for VR is there on the commercial side. I don't there's, think there's the, one here in Kansas City. There is? Yeah. It's a it's a like a basement or something. Like it's a huge area. I'm pulling it up. Anyway. Uh yeah, I think the, I think potentially it could be cool. That's someplace like Incredible Pizza, but VR among us, Fall Guys at the crib. Nah. I think VR racing would also blow up pretty well. Yeah, I'm waiting for VR laser tag. There's VR zombie hunts. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. VR escape rooms. Oh, uh, no, that's a quick way to get punched. I feel like that's a round <laughs> like some somebody is 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 one accidental roundhouse kick away from a lawsuit. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Because the so, thing about like escape rooms is that you know you're in the physical room, you get frustrated, you could touch things and tactile, and so the whole point of escape rooms is like you, like they tell you if you're if you're trying to break it, you're doing it wrong. But like every once in a while, it might just be a little bit, and you might just be a little, you might do something dumb that ends up getting you to the correct answer. If you do something dumb in VR, there's a hole in your wall, there's a hole in somebody else's wall, there's a hole through somebody. <laughs> but that's all topics I had. Kid, do you have something to talk about? Yeah, so um, while Bethesda has decided to pack up their entire backpack and go home because, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't allowed to have fun this year, uh, I wanted to look at the list of games that were, like, still coming. And in doing some research, I caught a glimpse out of nowhere that was very, very interesting. All of a sudden, in one of these Eastern European countries, a little game by the name of Marvel's Midnight Suns received its rating. Here's why that's interesting to me. Marvel's Sons features guess who? Recent Marvel movie. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yes, sir. Exactly. Um, Doctor Strange himself uh, is one of not only like the main featured characters, he seems to be like the one of like the big guys. The ones on the on the box cover Wolverine, Iron Man, Captain America. Obviously, we know why those guys are there. But then on the dark side of Marvel, it's Ghost Rider, Blade, Doctor Strange. Um, as we know, Marvel kind of has like the trifecta. There's science, there's magic, and then there's like the celestial world. The dark side of Marvel, um, people like Ghost Rider, people like Blade, people like Doctor Strange, is kind of all about this new movie phase. Um so with the success of the Doctor Strange movie, I was pretty happy that this game seems to be like getting bumped up to the front of the list. 
Uh, it's made by Far Axis, if you know who they are, or Fair Axis, however you spell their names. Same guys who have developed and put out all the XCOM games, but this is also a card-based game. I am interested in this. It's looking interesting to me, but a lot of the sites that are posting about this, again, with a hint of caution, the first place I saw it was Kotaku. I don't know if they're the first ones to report it, but, you know, Kotaku likes to get their names out there. They also like to get themselves in hot water and indirectly get themselves canceled by trying to cancel other people and then, you know, putting the size 11 six-inch heel Doc Martin right in their own <laughs> right in their own mouth. <laughs> That being said, is there any games that kind of have flown under the radar that now have more prominence uh, since some of the big guys have left the arena that is interesting to you guys? I can't think of any off the top of my head. I, I can't say that I could think of any, but I also have been not researching or digging because uh, I've had my nose in work for the most part. And then when I come home, I'm fighting with OBS. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's quite a few of these smaller companies that are pushing their game. They're just not getting the presentation that they probably deserve. Yeah. And Tunic is a game that uh, Greg called from a mile and a half away. Um, that is not only a commercial, critical, but a fan darling all wrapped up into one. Um, this little fox, this little Zelda fox is what I've been calling Tunic is killing it right now in every aspect of the gaming world. And I love to see independent um, small game developers, literally like one primarily video game developer, like getting on, hopefully you can see some success in that. But on the other end, Ryan McCaffrey kind of pointed this out on not only uh, IGN's Unlocked podcast, but on next-gen console watch. With Bethesda and Microsoft kind of clearing the path, dialogue has been that all. It's kind of a wash. PlayStation's going to dominate. For all intents and purposes, PlayStation has said nothing about their huge first-party games that are still slated to drop this year. We already had one with Horizon Forbidden West. We're supposed to get DLC for that. And then the Juggernaut, the actual god in the arena, God of War Ragnarok, is still coming this year, supposedly. If that happens, everyone can go ahead and say that this year was won by PlayStation. Would, would, would anyone disagree with that? Nope. Neither did Brian McCaffrey. And then he said, but if you just wait and look, 2023 and every year thereafter looks incredible for Xbox if they can deliver. Here, here's, you're not wrong. This, these are, yeah. These, I'm just reiterating what Ryan McCaffrey has said because I did, it didn't even click for me until he said it. And I'm like, you know, he's got a point. I don't think it will play out that way. I really, really don't. I'm just interested. I mean, do they, would they have everything every year? Sure. But, like, do you remember the year Sea of Thieves came out? Yeah, we played Sea of Thieves together. Yeah, I remember that year. But Never forget it. They had something that came out that year. It was... Biggest of wet farts, but it came out like that. That's that's the thing with Xbox. Like I don't, they're reliably unreliable. Yeah, this is this is very true. And I'm, I'm not saying PlayStation is any different by any stretch of imagination. But if their game get delayed, like it's name one that hasn't really been a banger. Whereas Xbox is delayed stuff and Bethesda as well and. Like, let's be honest, Fallout 4 could use about six more months in the oven. 1000%. So, one game that wasn't quite a banger, I think fan success and studio made Buku Bugs, Zombie Siphon Filter Studio. Oh, motorcycle. No, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Last of Us Motorcycle Boys, so uh, playing charades. Uh, it's Last of Us with the uh, um, um, Sons of Anarchy and 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 guns from <laughs> South and Silver. Days gone. Days gone. I've been. I've been. Ash, you and I are signing up for video ben. game charades tomorrow. Ben Studio. Yeah, the new game yes. we play live on on Wednesdays. <laughs> We should actually do that. <laughs> Guess a game just by the random thing I throw out. <laughs> Live on Ash's Twitch. <laughs> you know, I, as soon as I get to get OBS to work, that could be a thing. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. So, 
like obviously i mean that game sold well over 8 million copies and even the studio heads were kind of pissed that it wasn't getting the love that ghost of tsushima was getting um but like commercially it didn't move well i would say critically it didn't move the needle the way sony wanted it to especially because ben had been working on that game for what felt like nine years um all that to be said playstation has responded accordingly to microsoft's purpose acquisition of uh activision they've responded in a way that like doesn't feel rushed it doesn't feel like they're panicking the scary part about like the way sony is moving they haven't deviated from anything that they were going to do they may have probably announced the bungie acquisition sooner than they wanted to but like nothing has changed their release schedule hasn't changed they haven't rushed to make big announcements their games are still on track while it seems like with the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, Microsoft is the one that's moving everything. And instead of being like a giant battle cruiser, they just went to an intergalactic spaceship. And as we've talked about, it is so much easier to maneuver a speedboat than it is to do a bigger boat. And Sony is just like putting out a bunch of speedboats. Their yep. studios are firing in all cylinders. We probably sound very, very but I wish the homie Toby could have been on this podcast and maybe counteract some of the things we're saying. He'd be wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the I, shout out to the I homie Toby. At this point, is taking a very speak softly and carry a big stick approach. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's kind of been Sony's mo for a long time, though. Like PlayStation Three is the only console for Sony that was like. Ooh, I don't know if this is gonna work. Like, if you really think about it, yeah, PS3 mm-hmm. had some, uh, some, but you gotta, even, you gotta, you gotta crawl even before that killed it. Yeah, but even that killed it. Like that ran the market. So, like, Sony has never had a failing, a second to anyone console. PlayStation ever. One was second to who? PlayStation One dominated the market. PlayStation 2, the most iconic console, destroyed the market. PlayStation 3 played catch-up to Xbox for years and then passed it. PlayStation 4 just said, here I am, big stick swinging, dropped it on the table. Hey, Greg, do you still have your PS2? I have a PS2, yeah. Do you have access to it at this point in time? I because not like right around me, but yeah, yeah. No, I don't have the OG one, but that's a hundred percent the way it is. You didn't no, do that. Like, you can spin yeah, it. I was like, apparently, you could twist the little PlayStation symbol if you have OCD, yeah. and yeah, I, I have, for like my entire childhood is a lie. I have one of those screwed on to one of my bags. Yeah, yep. yeah. I said that, Matt. Took it off. Yep. <laughs> Put on like a little mesh part of a bag. Done. So, but uh, yeah, PlayStation got the big stick. They've had the big stick for a while. They're the big guy. Xbox has always been coming for them and attempting to dethrone them. And they, their second, their second console, second console is what really got them on the board. I think the only reason right now they're they're dominating is because you can find that Xbox Series S anywhere. Yeah. Like, I'm, but honestly, I'm, go ahead. I was just going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing like giveaways every, all the time for that damn thing. I was going to say, honestly, if you have an Xbox One S, I feel like it's better than the Series S. No, the Series S is um, like comparable to the One X. But completely digital with half the memory. Yeah, but the memory is not actually what's the most important part of that. Graphically, mm-hmm. it's the same. But yes, no, I agree. Stupid. I, just, so. I feel like if you're going to spend that much money on that console and then end up having to buy an SSD external that costs almost as much as the console, like why not just wait for the X? Yeah, it's it's the consolation console. That's what it is. Yeah. I've yeah. said that since they announced the price and the specs of it. It's... I mean, the win the winning argument for that console is yes, it's a consolation it's a consolation console, but with the day and date releases, the cheap it's the cheapest entry into next gen at an affordable price with the most accessible library. Yeah. Series S, Game Pass, 
100 games you can stream right there and then that are all next-gen games. Is there anything else you want to talk about tonight, guys? Yes, there's one last thing. We are in the age of Super Smash Brothers. Everyone's coming out with their own game, right? Yeah. And we got our first look at Multiverses, which actually looks <laughs> kind of lit. I'm not going to lie. So this is essentially all the the WB properties being thrown into their own Smash-like game. Um, so obviously you have DC heroes like Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. You have uh, Shaggy going Super Saiyan, which is just so hilarious to me. And I love that. I really hope that's his finisher. You have like Adventure Time. You have Steven Universe, Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes, uh, the Iron Giant. You have all these characters being thrust into this game. And it looks so sick. I love the art of it and i just can't wait to see more so the open the closed alpha starts this friday i believe or thursday um with an open beta happening in july so they still have a couple like a little over a month like a month and a half of testing in the alpha before it's open for people to have their hands on it so i'm super excited for it i'm intrigued morbidly curious I will be signing up for that beta as soon as it's available. Caleb, you look you look excited there for a minute. Yeah. So, in 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 a, in a, what just feels like the perfect end to the nonsense casting of Perfect Dark we've seen, um, they have released very limited but selective set photos for The Last of Us. Uh, hold on one second, real quick, Caleb. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt, you can sign up for the closed alpha. Oh, really? Yep. All right. Go ahead, Caleb. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me just say that uh, if the set photos alone are any indication of how good this Last of Us TV series is going to be, um, then video game properties are safe. We will need, you know, Listerine, uh, Visine, uh, Jesus, and um, plant-based uh, all-purpose, all-purpose surface cleaner to wipe our memories of the nonsense that is that, that is going to be twisted metal. But this might just be good enough to save video game properties. Because if wow. this this comes if this comes out, and again, based on set photos alone, we haven't seen casting. We haven't seen... Oh, we've seen casting. We've seen casting, but we haven't seen set photos of the cast. We yeah. have no idea what the script looks like. There was trouble in Paradise for a little bit with like the video game and the series, like directors, like not quite agreeing, but it seems to have worked itself out. If this thing is, is it Pedro? Joel? Yes, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. Pedro hasn't missed this. this, Pedro hasn't missed since he appeared on Narcos. Where's the lie? Name one project Pedro has done that has missed since he did Narcos. I think there's maybe a musical somewhere hidden there, but I don't know. I don't watch musicals. All right. And on that note, I'm out. Ash, I'm going to start with you. Where can they find us? They can find us on all podcasting platforms at the TDM Show. You can also find us on socials such as Instagram and Facebook at the TDM Show. Um, And then, of course, you can always find us in your inbox when you turn that bell on for notifications. You can also find us when you subscribe and you get those notifications. In the meantime, make sure you share us with our uh, with your friends and our friends eventually, hopefully, possibly soon, um, just to make sure that we keep growing. Matt, where can they find you at? Um, you can usually find me most places where caffeine is served. Um, if you're talking to the general public or you just happen to be out and about strolling through the city. Um, other than that, you can always find me on Twitter where I am tweeting recklessly about anything that comes to mind. Mostly as of late, it's about Mario Strikers. Um, so if you want the work as soon as it drops, you guys have three weeks, three weeks before this game comes out. And I'm an absolute menace at it. Go ahead. Hit me up for my switch code and, uh, we'll, we'll get a soccer league cracking. Ash, where can they find you at? You can find me on the Twitterverse. You can find me on Instagram. And most importantly, you can find me here and as well as on Twitch at MS underscore sparks madness. Uh, I don't have a set schedule at the moment, but I am working on it. I promise. Uh, if you keep up with Twitter, you will know when I go live. Caleb, can the people find you? Yeah, they can find me on 
Some parts of the internet at Metaverse MOOC. Some parts of those parts of the internet will require you to send a private request. Other parts may not. Just go ahead and hit the request. Send me a message saying, what's up? Listen to the podcast. We'd love to follow you. You may gain entry and access into the the mind of Mook. This is it's a wonderful place. Sometimes, other times, especially during the summer, you might not actually want to follow me. But hey, you know, follow at your own risk. And you can find me on Twitter at Tonksy, where I mostly will just be retweeting like Sea of Stars content because like, you really can't wait for that game. Uh, but Caleb, in answer to your statement, name one. Tell me the lie. The lie was uh, in Wonder Woman 1984. Was not a banger. Was that Pedro's fault or was that the script's fault? I, I look, you, you right. say... He, you're right. You know what? You're right. Point for Greg. I've learned when Greg gets a point, he gets a point. Point for Greg. My, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> I feel like I'm being trained with chocolates. Like, good for guys we love you we hope you come back next week and listen for more and hope maybe you'll go back and listen to the old ones catch y'all next time be safe